if we as a society can put a priority on athletes and pay them these 35 plus million dollar contracts a year, I think that we can reorganize our train of thought and come up with a more creative way to make sure that firefighters are and, and, and all first responders are getting taken care of. Enchanted Sky Media. Media. Federal Resources Studio. This is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service, discussing firefighting strategy, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again. This is the show for and about firefighters. We're informing and entertaining members of the fire service, just like you, from coast to coast. What's a firefighter worth to the community? Now, what's a professional athlete worth? There is no doubt that pro sports generates a lot of revenue for a city, not to mention intangible benefits. But my guest today has crunched the numbers and found that pro athletes, despite their millions of dollars in salaries, don't come close to the monetary value provided by firefighters. That doesn't count LiveSafe, which can't have a price tag attached. Here to discuss the value of a firefighter versus the salary paid to them is Keith Collins. Keith has more than 14 years in the fire service, including military service, and is currently working as a firefighter in Fort Huachuca, Arizona. He wrote a paper on this topic, and Keith Collins joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Well, thanks for having me. So what prompted you to dig into this subject? First, I do have to admit that I am a, a huge sports fan, so pretty consistently watching, you know, football or basketball, ESPN. So it's it's always in my news feed, and there's always a story in the sports media of a star making millions and millions of dollars, and it's just kind of crazy to me, you know, those kind of numbers that they get. So I wanted to take a closer look at it, so let's be clear, you don't actually begrudge them their pay, you're just saying that firefighters probably ought to pay paid more. I wanted to look at it in, in terms of societal value, right? As a society, we put an emphasis on, on sports athletes and, and these megastars, and then when it comes time to pay salaries for firefighters, you know, that, that seems to be one of the first places that, that a budget gets cut. I've been reading a few articles and, you know, I saw Peoria, Illinois has like a $6 million budget shortfall. There's a Calumet Park outside of Chicago where they're getting rid of their fire department and bringing in a private organization. You know, I understand that there are millions of dollars in, in paying for firefighter retirements and things of that nature. 
But if we as a society can put a priority on athletes and pay them these 35 plus million dollar contracts a year, I think that we can reorganize our train of thought and come up with a more creative way to make sure that firefighters are and, and, and all first responders are getting taken care of. What is the average firefighter salary in the U.S.? $45,563 is the average firefighter salary in the U.S. Now, some people are going to say that's just fine, but as a general overall salary for professionals, it does seem a little low. I don't know what the average salary of a, of a person in the United States is, but, you know, firefighting, is a, it's a skill. It's a, it's a trade. I don't think the general public has any real idea of everything that it is that we need to know in order to fulfill our duties. I had a soldier actually come to me a couple of days ago and ask what all they need to to know and to expect. And, you know, at, at the time I was, uh, I was working as an engineer for the day, uh, filling in on overtime. And I said, you know, just even to, to drive this engine, you know, I, I got to know hydraulics. I got to know, you know, pump capabilities. There's different things that you have to know about this job that the average everyday citizen might not be aware of. And, and it is a trade and it does take time and continued training to be able to fulfill those duties adequately. You know, you're right there. I've seen several citizens' academies and those sorts of activities where people who go in come out saying, I had no idea you guys do all that stuff. That's a lot to know. So that leads me to wonder then, would firefighters be paid more commensurate with the job if more people knew what you guys actually do as opposed to what they think a firefighter does? I would, I would hope so, but you know, I can't, I can't say for certain. I mean, every, every part of this country has different ways of budgeting, you know, different budget capabilities. There are the major cities that have, you know, large populations and they're able to pull from a greater tax base and maybe they, they're more capable because of that. But you get out to some of these smaller rural communities and, you know, they're, they're kind of just kind of scraping by. I mean, I have, firefighter friends that, uh, you know, they're not going to have any kind of health care once they're done with their, once they're done with their career, they've got to figure that out on their own, stuff like that. So it's hard to put a, put a pin in it. All right. But you did put a pin in, in a report that you wrote. You wrote about a comparison between professional athletes who, whether or not you agree they make too much, do have uh, economic impact on the community, and you compared it to the economic impact of firefighters. And I'm looking at some numbers here. You used the Buffalo Bills NFL team. You said that if they have a 53-man roster, a full roster, that makes each player worth about $30 million of what the organization is worth. Mm -hmm. The thing is, for a firefighter, you wrote that they're responsible for $119 million of value. So, I mean, let's be honest. You know and I know that no one's ever going to say, well, we should start paying firefighters million-dollar salaries. It's unfortunate, no. but it's true. No, and I don't expect that to happen. But, you know, 
again, the, the article was trying to trying to give a perspective, you know, that these athletes make these hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And, you know, there are certain expectations that, that are held for athletes. And, you know, firefighters have to live up to some of some similar expectations, uh, you know, being a core part of the community. Now, nobody's going to spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars a day to, to come and watch firefighters do their jobs like they do to watch athletes do their jobs. Which is kind of a shame, actually, because it's, some, it's really something to see. Yeah, but you know there are there are things that firefighters provide to communities that you know are not always taken into account when these communities are trying to pinch pennies and and to make it. My hope, you know, is that communities might look at creative ways to 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 fill those shortfalls. Now, I was thinking about writing another article as a follow-up to this, sort of like a, maybe like a fantasy funding kind of idea <laughs> where, you know, I mean, athletes, they, a lot of the money that they make is from endorsements, you know, and we live in a society where it's okay to have commercials about drugs on television. You know, if you need something for your insulin or if you have a heart medication, all those things are on television. So I wonder, you know, what the harm would be in say Chicago fire going on television and saying, Hey, you know, when we're working out, we're wearing, let's say, you know, Reebok or Nike or whatever, you know, and, and having an endorsement and, and helping fill some of those shortfalls. Now, having said that, we'll diverge a little bit and talk about a related subject because I want to see where you stand on this. There's been a lot of hue and cry recently over departments that have started leasing out space on their rigs for advertising. And as far as I've seen, most of the ads have been for companies that they're not controversial. Do you think that given that that attitude toward advertising on rigs that people would have a negative reaction to seeing sponsorships for firefighters or departments? I, I think you have to be careful about what you select. Let's say on your on your rescue truck, on the compartment where you have your, your tools, your hydraulic tools, you know, maybe the compartment says Genesis or maybe the compartment says Hearst. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it says, you know, what it is that you're using and maybe your department is able to, you know, maybe get a discount or maybe get some extra money to help fund the coppers. I don't see a problem with that. Now, I think if you're starting to, you know, advertise maybe something more controversial, medications, again, something like that. I think you just got to be careful. And then the other thing is you have these departments that are humongous, you know, major populations, Chicago, Detroit, Los Angeles. And so they've got a community where they're going to see, you know, those advertisements and they're, they're going to build those funds. But then the money getting out to some of the more rural departments, you know, that has to be filtered out. And how do you do that without going through politics and once politics gets involved and you know the money doesn't always go where it needs to go so it's a, it's a it's a consideration i'll be back with more right after this when that call comes in and you rush to head out the last thing you're thinking about is your safety but your safety is all federal resources thinks about at federal resources we work to make sure that every responder is equipped trained and ready to come home safely you look out for everyone else 
Let us look out for you. Learn more at federalresources.com. So let's talk for just a minute about the value that firefighters have. Now, you pointed out correctly that obviously you can't put a price on life saved, and nobody is suggesting that we do that. However, you did talk about actual dollars that were saved in protecting property, and a study from University of Arizona, my alma mater, <laughs> estimated that if the city of Phoenix Fire Department had been unable to successfully put out 42 commercial fires, the state of Arizona would have experienced a loss of $650 million in gross state product, over $35 million in state tax revenue. Now, given all that, and I don't think anybody would say firefighters aren't valuable, why do you think it is that we have a hard time convincing people of firefighters' value? You know, maybe it is a lack of education. If you're a, a town council, you you might see, you know, the cost of that retirement system and not see the rest of the value that comes with that. You had some ideas for what you call the million-dollar firefighter, which, while you may never make that much, is still an attitude that could help improve relations. And number one was physical fitness. Number two was being polite. Number three is looking professional. Number four is carrying yourself appropriately, which I definitely want to talk about. And number five is training and education. So of all these things, do you feel that enough, that enough firefighters aren't doing them on a regular basis? Is that the problem? I don't think that, that enough are doing them on a regular basis, sadly. And ultimately, the only people that we can hold accountable are ourselves. I work as an officer for Fort Huachuca, and one of my duties is to make sure that my firefighters maintain their physical fitness and you know i can go and say hey guys you know it's time to time to hit the gym but i can't force them to go you know what i mean i can't say hey we've got to do this right now and you know luckily our guys more often than not are taking care of themselves but there are there are firefighters across the nation who you know maybe don't take care of their health as well when i was going through my public health degree and studying this, you know, obesity is, is a problem in the fire service. It's something that we need to be better at. People need to believe that we can save their lives. And the only way that they're going to believe that is if, is if we look the part. All right, let's look at these rules real quick because I'm curious whether you think people typically do them physical fitness. You address being polite. Do you... Do you find that firefighters typically act that way in public? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Looking professional, I mean, this is about making sure your uniform looks like your boots are shined and they're tied, it points out. How how in general are we doing on that? You know, I think it depends. <laughs> you know, I've seen, I've seen terrible and I've seen great, you know. Um, and like I said, like I said in the article, I don't expect that the boots are polished, but I do expect, you know, that people are conscientious of their appearance, that their shirts are tucked in and that they're, you know, well-groomed and that they look the, that they look the part, 
and that goes into carry yourself appropriately. This is this is a hard one because there are firefighters who will say, hey, when I'm off duty, I'm, I'm my time is mine, I'll do what I want. Mm-hmm. But people who know cops and firefighters never really think of them as being off duty. Yeah, you're not. You're never off duty. You know, and that's that's kind of one of the points that I made at the beginning of the article, and 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 why, and why I related to why I related firefighting to uh, professional athletes. You know, the professional athletes are never off. You know, they send a tweet that's you know, saying the wrong thing, then they're going to get scrutinized in the media. And the same thing will happen to a firefighter. If you go and say the wrong thing on social media, or, you know, even, you know, even if you're out in public in your, you know, your daily wear and somebody knows who you are, knows who you work for, they can film that, share it, you know, get you in all kinds of trouble. You, you have n- no idea. Sometimes firefighters don't like to admit that being off-duty is a different responsibility than being off-duty when you're an accountant. Yeah, yeah, but it is. I mean, and I wouldn't suggest that, that an accountant go off and be a, an idiot either, you know? No, but you're not going to see a Facebook post with, look what this accountant did. He was acting like a jerk. Let a firefighter make a mistake, and boy, here you go. Right. What can we do to make firefighters more valuable to the public or for them to see the value? I just gave those five suggestions at the end of the article because the way that we are perceived, I think, leads into our value to an extent. And so we only have control of ourselves, ultimately. You know, we have to take care of the small things first and then, you know, hopefully you know, through, you know, our unionized process, through, uh, you know, working with politicians, working with our local community, you know, hopefully we can push for, you know, more positive recognition, greater benefits or pay, and hopefully we can eliminate or reduce, you know, the instance of, uh, of budget cuts or, you know, having departments being completely replaced with some privatized organization you know that's that's a major major issue in my book we sit here and hope that that our leaders will be proactive instead of reactive and you know it's often often the case that that you know something bad happens and then it's too late we know what bad can happen because we've seen it and it just, you know, it's it's sad that it takes a tragic event in order to, for people to change their their train of thought. Well, we'll keep trying to remind people of the value of firefighters. Hopefully someday they'll learn and they'll pay firefighters $1.5 million a year. <laughs> yeah, I'll be ready. Well, Maybe. you know, you you know, firefighters are worth that. They're probably not going to see it in our lifetimes, but you know, you have a point. If you continue to show your value, eventually people may see it and may step up. Yeah, let's hope. All right, Keith Collins, thanks for being on Code 3 with me today. Thank you for having me.
And we put some more information on the value communities get from firefighters on our website at code3podcast.com slash value. Check it out. Now, here comes your trivia question. It's about forcible entry. Where should the cut with a power saw be made when forcing an American lock? Series 2000 lock. The answer, right after this. Ever notice that Scott always tells you that you can get a guest's book at our website, Code3Podcast.com? That's because we have links to order their books from Amazon on the episode's show notes pages. It makes it easy for you to get the books, and it helps support Code 3. When you buy Amazon through our website, we get a small cut too, and it doesn't cost you any more to order through us. Plus, there are other firefighter-related products there too. Take a look at Code3Podcast.com. Now, here's your trivia answer. The cut with a power saw should be made two-thirds of the way from the keyway when forcing an American Lock Series 2000. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I hope you'll be here. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. Code 3 is made possible through the generous support of Federal Resources. Visit them at federalresources.com. This show is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's show, or to subscribe to the podcast, go to code3podcast.com.